Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXP and today is the 13th of Feb 2023 and the global cryptocurrency market has gone down and this is because of Security Exchange Commission probably banning staking as a service protocol in United States of America and could it be possible that other countries do follow the same pursuit of SEC in US the most likely I do feel that thing is going to happen now look guys what I'd really recommend you to do is try to understand the misinformation and fake news that is going on regarding the SEC blocking staking as a service protocol because it is catered only to centralized entities particularly centralized exchanges that are offering staking as a service protocol so proof of stake will not be affected by this but unfortunately there's a lot of misinformation circulating in Twitter even on so-called crypto price influencers as well. So in today's episode, we are going to discuss what Gary Gensler did actually tweet. Now in my Metaverse Everything podcast that I released on Friday, I very briefly touched base on that because last week, cryptocurrency and blockchain protocols that were connected to Metaverse did fall down terribly and I did talk about how cryptocurrencies and blockchain protocols can indirectly have an impact on Metaverse as well. So in today's episode, we'll definitely go ahead and explain what the ban is regarding. Now regarding IMF, we have some of the data as well. And they have published a report on El Salvador. And in today's episode, we'll discuss if El Salvador making Bitcoin a legal tender was a good move. And in that report, they do have some warnings as well. So we'll very briefly go ahead and talk about that in today's episode. Now the next news that I'm going to be talking about is an unfortunate news. And this is by one of the OG peer-to-peer lending platform so far as Bitcoin is concerned. And local Bitcoins has decided to shut down after a decade. Now guys, when I moved to Dubai, I did use local bitcoins and the service was absolutely brilliant. But after a few years, local bitcoins were stopped in Dubai as well. Now unfortunately, they have decided to close down its doors. So definitely not ideal. Looks like local bitcoin has fell the crypto winter as well. Now finally, we're also going to have some update regarding the bitcoin mining industry. And last week guys, I did talk about bitcoin mining industry. And every 2016 block, the Bitcoin mining difficulty gets adjusted and the news is that the Bitcoin mining difficulty has slowed down. So some update regarding the Bitcoin mining industry. Now like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, we are going to discuss two news from UAE. And the first news is about Christie's and Christie's Middle East will host its inaugural Art and Tech Summit in Dubai. Now look guys, if you are someone who is working in the art industry, someone who is working in the technology industry and someone who is working in the NFT industry, you definitely need to check it out. Now, this is a one-day event that takes place on the 3rd of March and looks like this is an invite-only event. So in today's episode, I'll very briefly go ahead and talk about that. The second news is about vMix and they are from South Korea and they are opening the Abu Dhabi office to spearhead the growth in the fast-growing MENA region and looks like they have plans to open up the office in Saudi Arabia as well. So quite a lot to cover in today's episode. Now mind you guys, I'm recording this episode in the early hours on the 13th of February, Gulf Standard Time, which means it is still Super Bowl in US and Canada and other parts of the world. And unfortunately, this time at the Super Bowl, there are no crypto-related ads. So we'll very briefly touch base on that as well. So let's kick start today's episode. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8 the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. 
We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto & Coffee & Tape has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape in crypto and coffee a day the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency blockchain and the metaverse we'll also bring you updates on the latest news from dubai uae and wider middle east region this also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry including new projects and initiatives regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto and Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Firstly guys, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called Rise in the Obstacle Course Race and Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge and also the Government Gov Games and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get insights scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen, guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing. Go to Spotify, go to iTunes, go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally, guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets 
a hardware cryptocurrency wallet made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France, and Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. Now, in today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since you've taken care of that, let's kickstart today's episode by looking at the price of the global cryptocurrency market. Now ever since Gary Gensler did put up a tweet regarding Kraken exchange being fine and Kraken has decided to stop staking as a service protocol, the entire cryptocurrency market did actually crash. At one point of time, the global cryptocurrency market was on the verge of crossing the $1.10 trillion mark. Unfortunately, as of today, 13th of February, the global cryptocurrency market is at $1.02 trillion. Now, just yesterday, guys, which was on a Sunday, there was a very high chance that the global cryptocurrency market would go below the $1 trillion mark. Good news, that thing has not happened. Now, since the last 24 hours, it is down by 0.53%. And the total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is only at $37.47 billion. Now, since the last 24 hours, though, it is up by 5.39%. The total volume in DeFi is ridiculously low at $4.30 billion. Its total value locked is $47.27 billion. And look, guys, when it comes to DeFi, I'm still looking at the date when the DeFi volume crosses the $50 billion mark. In an idealistic world, the volume of DeFi should be well over the $100 billion mark. I really am hoping in the second half of 2023, DeFi does ahead the cryptocurrency and blockchain space. As of now, Lido is still dominating with 16.69% and $7.89 billion is locked in its protocol. Now, DeFi accounts for 11.47% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. I definitely do think that DeFi should account for a much higher percentage probably 20 to 30 percent at least in 2023 so 2023 is really critical for DeFi. Now, so far as the total value locked is concerned make it our protocol is number second at 7.06 billion dollars locked core finance at 4.86 billion dollars rv at 4.42 billion dollars and convex finance at 4.02 billion dollars now let's look at the volume of stable coins look guys the volume of stable coins is ridiculously low down to 33.57 billion dollars in 2020 and 2021 and the years before the volume of stablecoins on an average day used to hover somewhere between 80 to 120 billion dollars definitely not ideal as a matter of fact in today's episode when i'll be discussing el salvador making bitcoin a legal tender i'll also touch base on the volume of stable coins so stable coin volume is definitely not good apart from that it accounts for 89.59 percent of the total crypto market 24 hour volume and there is also some strong drama going on between binance usd and circle usdc so it looks like in the next few years we will truly find out who's leading the stablecoin volume race now as of today it is still tether usdt at 24.41 billion dollars circle usdc at 2.47 billion dollars and binance usd at 6.51 billion dollars one central bank digital currency kicks in i really don't see any use case of stable coins now let's look at the market share 24-hour trading volume and dominance between bitcoin and ethereum 
Bitcoin's market cap has gone down and it is currently at $420 billion. Ethereum is at $185 billion. The 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin is $17.6 billion. Ethereum is at $2.43 billion. The dominance of Bitcoin is 41.50%. Ethereum is at 18.20%. And just to give you a quick update, guys, the reason I'm comparing the market share between Bitcoin and Ethereum is because after Ethereum merged, I really was hoping that Ethereum does flip Bitcoin so far as the market cap is concerned. Now, unfortunately, the difference is still the same and Bitcoin's market cap is well over the 50% mark of Ethereum's market cap. Now, in today's episode, guys, on the 13th of Feb, I'll be discussing the top 3 NFT platform in terms of sales. Ethereum is clearly an outlier and so far as NFT volume by sales is concerned, 213 million dollars worth of NFT sales has been done since the last 7 days. And if you look at the NFT transactions on Ethereum, it is at 596,000. And so far as the buyers are concerned, it is 87,475. Solana is number 2nd and look at the difference guys. The NFT sales volume in Solana is only 18.4 million. Ethereum is 213 million. Solana is 18.4 million. But if you look at the number of transactions, it is not that bad. It is 373,000. So it looks like the NFT volume that is happening on Solana is for a lesser dollar value. And the number of buyers is 32,776. And the third NFT volume by sales is at Immutable X at $6.4 million. The number of transactions is 111,000. And the number of buyers are 6,000. 539 and if you're a business entity planning to get into the NFT space you may want to decide which platform to use because clearly ethereum is an outlier but let's say if you have nfts of lesser value then maybe solana might be an ideal platform now guys let's look at the king of all kings that is bitcoin bitcoin is currently at $21,823 since the last 24 hours it is down by 0.03 percent since the last seven days it is down by five Ethereum is at $1,515. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.43%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 7.30%. And surprisingly, Binance Coin is up since the last 24 hours by 1.83%. It is at $316. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 3.50%. Now look guys, what happened last week is that Gary Gensler... He did put out a tweet where he clearly explained that he has charged Kraken for unregistered offer and sale of securities through its taking as a service program. And in that tweet, he clearly mentioned that Kraken did agree to it and have decided to pay $30 million in disgorgement, prejudgment interest and civil penalties. Now, unfortunately, because of that, the prices of all cryptocurrency protocols did actually fall down terribly. Now, ever since that news was announced, Roughly $7 billion did wipe off from the cryptocurrency market. What I'd really recommend you to do is go to Twitter, follow Gary Gensler because in that tweet, he did actually put up a video which is roughly around 3 minutes long. And in that video guys, he clearly explained what is it that the SEC is against. He mentioned that SEC is against staking as a service protocol. Once you watch that video, I'm pretty much sure you would agree to what he's saying because the explanation provided in the video does do a very good job in explaining the spelling difference between staking which is used for cryptocurrencies and stake which is used for cooking 
and provides valid reasons for banning staking as a service. Now listen guys, in that explanation, Gary Gensler does actually state that the reason why he is banning staking as a service because centralized exchanges, when they take your cryptocurrencies, you do not have any idea of what is it that they are doing. Are they lending it out with anyone else or is it being utilized for actually staking? And that is one of the reasons why I personally agree to Gary Gensler. If you look at cryptocurrency influencers, they are definitely not happy about it. Unfortunately, you need to look at the facts and the facts are what Gary Gensler is doing seems to be right, particularly for the cryptocurrency world. Now, it is unfortunate that even Bitcoin, which has nothing to do with proof of stake, has been affected by it and because of that, I'm pretty much sure the Bitcoin maximalists who absolutely hate anything beyond Bitcoin are absolutely furious about it and rightly so. Now, what are your thoughts, guys? I 100% agree to Gary Gensler and it is possible that other cryptocurrency exchanges are going to follow a similar pursuit as well. Now, before the announcement by Gary Gensler, Coinbase CEO did actually put out a tweet stating that SEC is planning to ban proof-of-stake protocols and that created a lot of confusion. His intentions were to say that staking as a service, not proof-of-stake, but unfortunately, staking as a service might be banned not just in US and in other parts of the world as well. Now, what are your thoughts, guys? Mention your thoughts and comments in the section below. Now, if you're a service provider who's offering staking as a service, I'm pretty much sure that you would be furious about this news. But nonetheless, what you can do is if you follow the protocols required by the SSE, that it is possible that you can still offer staking as a service. So what I'd really recommend you to do is watch that video. And there is a document put out by Gary Kanzler. Try to understand that it is clear black and white. Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding IMF. And IMF has put out a report on El Salvador's Bitcoin adoption. Now look guys, the day El Salvador did actually make Bitcoin legal tender. I'm talking about it being completely official. After the 90 days, the prices of all cryptocurrencies did actually go down. And if I'm not mistaken, it did go down by well over $100 billion. Bitcoin in particular, the prices fell by over $6,000. Unfortunately, Bitcoin making a legal tender in El Salvador was not a positive news for El Salvador. Now, IMF has put out a report which does discuss about El Salvador economy in general. And the report also discusses the risks associated with Bitcoin, the slow pace of its adoption and adverse economic shock. What I'd really recommend you to do is go to the website rather than listening to cryptocurrency influencers because in that report, they suggest strong governance, fiscal transparency and accountability are critical to improving resource management. Now, after reading through that report, I do not agree to IMF, but at least I'm looking at the information from first source because they also talk about lower borrowing costs and building trust is critical in order to rebuild El Salvador. Now, in that report, they have identified two major issues that the Salvadorian government, they are talking about implementing better AML and CFT, that is anti-money laundering and combating the financing of terrorism policies and increasing fiscal transparency. So guys, this report was published on the 10th of February and the report looks at the economic developments, outlook and risks and they also have a section which focuses on the fiscal policy. Now, so far as the economic development, outlook and risks are concerned, it states that the El Salvador's government economic plan aims to strengthen medium-term growth through reforms and they're talking about improving security, diversifying the economy, reducing trade costs, investing in education and digital assets and quite a lot more. And as per the report, it states that the Salvadorian economy 
grew at a robust pace in 2022, 2.8% driven by domestic demand and a strong presence to the health crisis. However, there were vulnerabilities and the vulnerabilities have increased with a rising current account deficit of 8% of GDP, failing international reserves with two months of imports and high short-term domestic debt, which is equivalent to 8.75% of its GDP. And look guys, the real GDP in El Salvador is projected to grow by 2.4% in 2023, with an average inflation moderating to 4.1%. But based on the reported states that the current account deficit is expected to remain high at 5.4%. And the report also discusses that the risks to the outlook are high, but this is also related to US because of the slowdown in US policy slippages, shock due to climate change and quite a lot of other. And in the report, guys, they also have a section on fiscal policy. And it clearly mentions that the top priority is to develop a comprehensive and ambitious fiscal and financial planning to bring debt back to a sustainable path and restore access to international capture. And they focus the need for growth-friendly and inclusive fiscal conditions, which is roughly around 3.5% of GDP in El Salvador over the next three years that protects priority spending and boosts market confidence. They clearly mentioned that El Salvador need to develop a balanced and well-articulated set of measures to support consolidation, focusing on tax reforms, public wage bill, pensions and non-priority spendings. And apart from that, they clearly mentioned that El Salvador there is a need for comprehensive financial planning to rebuild reserve buffers, avoid over-reliance on short-term domestic debt and return to international capture market at lower cost. Now, all these things being said, where does Bitcoin fit into all of this? Now look guys, unfortunately, Bitcoin adopting legal tender in El Salvador is definitely not fruitful. Now, you might disagree to it, but facts are just facts. And to be honest guys, a lot of the OGs from the Bitcoin space were not content with that as well. Andreessen Santonopoulos, who's one of the OGs in the Bitcoin game, was definitely not happy that Bitcoin is made a legal tender in El Salvador. And Andreessen Santonopoulos, along with Jonathan Mohan, they used to have one of the best podcasters of all time called as Let's Talk Bitcoin, which changed to speaking of Bitcoin. And when Bitcoin was made a legal tender, they had a series of episodes explaining why it was not a good thing. Now, unfortunately, the podcast has been stopped, but go to YouTube, go to any of the leading podcasting platforms, and I'd really recommend you to do is go ahead and listen to those videos because what they're saying does make a lot of sense. Now, this news by IMF, is this a cautionary tale for other countries who are looking to adopt cryptocurrencies, not necessarily Bitcoin as a legal tender? What are your thoughts? Because there were talks few months ago where Bitcoin Cash was also being considered being made a legal tender. Now look guys, once central bank digital currency kicks in, what are your thoughts? Will Bitcoin be a legal tender in other parts of the world? Or does CBDC offer a better form of money than let's say cash or Bitcoin? Now I don't like central bank digital currencies, but what are your thoughts? Mention them in the comment section below. Now guys, the next news is unfortunate news and this is about localbitcoins.com. Now listen guys, when I moved to Dubai, local Bitcoins used to work perfectly fine. And when I used to do my consultation in Bitcoin, the moment anyone used to ask me where should I buy Bitcoin, my first option to everyone was rather than buying Bitcoin, why don't you start accepting Bitcoin as a form of payment? But let's say if my clients did insist on buying Bitcoin, the second option I always gave them was localbitcoin.com. But unfortunately, a few years ago, local Bitcoin did not work in Dubai and UAE. And unfortunately, the Finland-based peer-to-peer Bitcoin exchange has announced the time for its closure 
forex bitcoin services now how localbitcoins.com used to work is it works something similar to dubizel if you are somewhere in uae you would know what i'm talking about or something similar to gumtree so essentially there was an escrow account which was created there was a pool of buyers and sellers if you were to decide to buy or sell it you used to go in an escrow account and every buyer and seller had a rate so you could go and buy and sell your bitcoin and you could buy or sell bitcoin and it was so critical that you looked at the buyer's rating looked at the seller's rating and quite a lot of other and unfortunately because of the falling in price local bitcoins did actually announce that it has closed down its shop but coindesk has reported that in early december early bitcoin pioneer and libertarian activist ian freeman went to trial on allegations of being a ringleader in a bitcoin selling business could that be the reasons why local bitcoin has made this decision a few years ago guys even dubai and uae had completely stopped accessing bitcoin and guys one thing which i did mention in my crypto and coffee at 8 podcast last week is wara a virtual asset regulatory authority they have new guidelines and unfortunately privacy concerns such as monero zcash and other privacy preserving protocols are strongly prohibited as well now it could be possible that with new regulations the usage of monero and other cryptocurrencies could severely be a threat not just in dubai and middle east but other parts of the world as well now guys let's discuss some news regarding bitcoin now bitcoin mining difficulty gets adjusted every 2016 block and last week in my podcast i did talk about how bitcoin mining difficulty did reach a new all time high and at that point at time itself bitcoin.com did actually report that the next halving there is a very high possibility that the bitcoin mining difficulty will go down and that is exactly what has happened so bitcoin.com has once again reported that the bitcoin difficulty has dropped by 0.49% lower and the top five mining pools continue to command the majority of the global hash rate and what the article states is that bitcoin's hash rate is coasting along at 289.14 exa hash per second after a 0.49% decrease in difficulty at block height number 776160 and the network difficulty has been operating at approximately 39 trillion hashes for the past 2016 blocks or 2 weeks with the recent 0.49 decrease in difficulty the network's difficulty will now be set at 39.16 trillion hashes for the next 2 weeks and this is the nature guys of the bitcoin mining industry so every 2016 block if there are too many miners trying to mine what happens is that it takes time for the block to be produced because of that the software is designed in such a way that in the next 2016 block it becomes easier for the bitcoin mining and once it becomes easier after the 2016 block the bitcoin mining difficulty will once again be adjusted and it becomes harder now guys let's discuss two news regarding uae that the first news is about christies and lucas christies is a world leading art and luxury business and they were founded in 1766 the whole hype of nft is because of people artwork which was sold at christies and it was none other than meta cohen who did buy the artwork for 69 million dollars and christie's middle east is planning to have an event in dubai on the 3rd of march called as the art and tech summit but let me try to give out some more information regarding christie's because the hashtag that they're using for the event is hashtag christie's art tech 2023 and christie's guys offers a full portfolio of global services including auctions private sales art appraisals art financing international real estate and education and their physical presence in 46 countries with flagship sale hubs in new york london 
Hong Kong and Geneva and they are authorized to hold sales in mainland China as well and Christie's have auctions in over more than 80 categories and have sold 8 of the 10 largest single owner collections in history and I'm pretty much sure the Bebel artwork is one of them. And Christie's guys are pioneers in digital innovation with groundbreaking sales of the first NFT and acceptance of cryptocurrency and they are committed to advancing responsible culture and sustainability through innovations like reducing carbon emission to net zero by 2030. And Christie's Middle East is launching the inaugural Christie's Art and Tech Summit in Dubai on the 2nd of March and this is the 6th iteration of the conference and the previous ones were held in New York, Hong Kong and London and the summit is supported by MoonPay and Time and the focus of this year's conference is on artificial intelligence, digital asset ownership, financial innovation and blockchain and the conference guys will bring together international creators and collectors from art and technology field as well as leading regional expertise from the Middle East. Now what I've done is I've dropped them an email and I really would like to get them on my podcast. It'll be really cool to speak to the world leading art giants and luxury business. I really am hoping for a positive reply from them. And so far as the event is concerned, the topics to be discussed include metaverse, artificial intelligence and fintech innovations and Her Excellency Sara bin Yusuf Alamiri, Ministry of State for Advanced Technology, will participate as a thought leader. Mudasir Shekha, the CEO and co-founder of Kareem, will also speak at the summit. Amir Mondir Salmani, a well-respected UAE business collector and owner of Adelia Art Gallery, will address building trust in the future of NFTs. And Yoyo Shinori, executive director of Chris Burden Estate and Nancy Rubin Studio, and Sashi Menon, founder and CEO of Narova, will also speak at the summit. And there are going to be a plethora of talks as well. Some of the other speakers include Thank You X and Lucas Amateur and Dr. Ridamoni, Devang Thakur of Christie's. Now listen guys, Christie's has been an early leader in understanding the relationship between art and world and the tech and is honored to bring the summit to Dubai so it's definitely going to be a great event. And the session takes place on the 2nd of March at Art Dubai Medina Jumeirah Conference at Event Center and which is located at Al Sufa 1 Dubai. So if you are someone who is working in the NFT space, you definitely need to check it out but looks like this is an invite only event. But nonetheless guys, this is an absolute absolute must. Now guys, let's discuss the second news and this news is about Remix and they are from South Korea and they plan to open an Abu Dhabi office to spearhead growth in the fast growing metal region. So let me try to give out some information regarding Remix and Remix they claim to be a global blockchain gaming platform and the website guys is remixnetwork.com and the reason for move to Abu Dhabi is because the Middle East region as a whole is actively pursuing economic cooperation with South Korea including blockchain and cultural content business and few weeks ago in my Krypton Coffee Day podcast, I did talk about different tie-ups between UAE and South Korea and because of the recent partnership pro-blockchain policies, governments are focusing on digital innovation business and the region is proactively supporting blockchain-based business ecosystems and digital asset services and Vmix is launching Vmix MENA and Vmix is also actively seeking to expand the ecosystem in the other parts of the MENO region as well. And Abu Dhabi as you know guys is the capital of UAE and has been actively focusing on expanding global business by implementing digital asset regulations in 2018 and introducing the ADGM called as Abu Dhabi Global Market. Now because of the rapid growth in the game industry and positive from the government towards blockchain businesses, it has made the city a base for many global ID companies 
with helps to begin businesses in the Manor region and VMIX cars have made plans to open another firm in Manor region and work with local projects and companies and it is possible that in the near future they're definitely going to have an office in Saudi Arabia as well and Lucas in my Metaverse Everything podcast I did talk about a Saudi Arabia is leading the Metaverse race so do me a favor guys check out my episode that are released on the 10th of February it talks everything about Metaverse I discussed the academies being set up by Meta I discussed the academy being set up by Amazon in Saudi Arabia and also KPMG who has started Center of Excellence in Saudi Arabia. Now, so far as VMIX is concerned, they plan to be an anchor for Korean blockchain companies when they are entering the MENO region. So those were the newscasts from the Crypto and Coffee Update from Blockchain DXP. In case if you have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my other website, area2071.com, that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating, and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB listening to the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. I have a question by Tito who asks, is SEC a threat to the cryptocurrency industry? Unfortunately, definitely, definitely no Tito because you need to truly understand SEC's role and the whole existence is to protect investors and local people. Now, people are triggered because of Gary Gensler. The prices have gone down and that's one of the reasons why they're bashing the SEC. Now, to answer your question, is SEC a threat to the cryptocurrency industry? I would say 100% no. As a matter of fact, Gary Gensler did actually tweet that he's trying to save the cryptocurrency industry. Now, look, I am not a fan of Gary Gensler's political allies because he does represent an extremely left-wing narrative. Now, keeping politics aside, so far as the cryptocurrency industry is concerned, I 100% agree to it. You need to keep your emotions aside, Dito, and look at the facts. And one thing which I'd really recommend you to do is, and probably to other listeners as well, watch the entire video that Gary Gensler has put up. He does give a very detailed understanding in a matter of three minutes on why staking as a service protocol is banned in US. And if you look at the cryptocurrency industry in general, I kind of 100% agree to Gary Gensler and one thing which quite a lot of people don't know Tito is that Gary Gensler is if not one of the OGs in the Bitcoin space. He used to be a professor for MIT. So go to YouTube, look at Gary Gensler's educational series. I believe it is still there in YouTube and he used to talk about the benefits of Bitcoin and blockchain going back to 2013 and 2014. Now I've been noticing the space since 2013. And there are quite a lot of scams, a lot of illegitimate products which sway away from blockchain protocols, even stable coins for that instance, Tito. You need to truly understand that stable coins, they don't use blockchain protocols. Stable coins do have the ability to cancel your transaction at will. And that's one of the reasons at the start of this podcast, I did actually talk about that the future of stable coins is uncertain once central bank digital currency kicks in. So going back to your question, no, I don't think so. SEC is threat. As a matter of fact, Gary Gensler is doing a phenomenal job in protecting the cryptocurrency industry. 
and in particular Bitcoin, which I particularly like. Now, the reasons why people are hating Gary Gensler and SEC is because of these news. Now, when this news is announced, a lot of the illegitimate products, a lot of the cryptocurrency scams are upset and they put out a fake narrative that Gary Gensler does not know anything about cryptocurrencies. Gary Gensler is bad for the cryptocurrency industry. Unfortunately, Tito, I 100% disagree. I think she's doing a phenomenal job. I have a question by Sarah who asks, Last week in your Metaverse Everything podcast, you did mention about Saudi Arabia having a lot of investments in Saudi Arabia. Could it be possible that UAE is lacking behind? Now, as of now, Sarah looks like Saudi Arabia is definitely taking leaps and bounds, not just in the Metaverse, but also the cryptocurrency and blockchain space. And a few days ago, I was just reading through articles where the government of Saudi Arabia is planning to implement blockchain technologies for different use cases. Now, one of the reasons why I did not want to cover that in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast because I do think that using blockchain technology for government purposes has very limited use case. But to answer your question, at the moment, it definitely looks like Saudi Arabia, so far as investment is concerned, is pooling in a lot of funds, probably two or three times more than UAE. Now, if you look at it at a broader ecosystem, if you are someone who is living in the Middle East, it is definitely great. And one thing which I really like with the Saudi Crown Prince said at the Future Investment Initiative is that the new Europe might just be Middle East and the time frame that he's touching at is five years. And in that interview, he did say that despite the difference between Saudi Arabia and Qatar, he's still hoping that the Middle East in general will be benefited. But to answer your question as of now, it definitely looks like Saudi Arabia is definitely taking leaps and bounds ahead. And one thing, you know, which I do tell my clients as well, you always have this notion about blue ocean and you have this thought about red ocean that as of now looks like Saudi Arabia is a blue ocean, but not for long because it could be possible that firms are flocking in. But at least in the next two years of time, Saudi Arabia might still be blue ocean and after that, it might be a red ocean. And listen, Sarah, blue ocean is great, but red ocean is definitely not bad either. Now, having a red ocean means that there are many companies but from a customer's point of view, it just means cheaper products, faster delivery time, and better quality. But it looks like Saudi Arabia as of now is definitely taking the lead. So those were the questions, guys, from the Ask Me Anything series and Blockchain DXB. In case if you do have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my website, www.blockchaindxb.com and also check out my other website, area2071.com that talks everything about Metaverse. And if you like listening to this, Please click on the follow button, give it a 5-star rating and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8am to 8.30am, we have Krypton Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes in Krypton Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of Cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the Cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East and the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions from the cryptocurrency world. So thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one. Bye bye.